MXO there with Zandi Bone bring the time to 27 minutes before 5 o'clock reminding you of our topic of the day today we're talking about load shedding is load shedding an effective way to deal with South Africa's power crisis now ESCOM has announced that stage 2 load shedding has commenced and it adds that it expects the outages to last a while the power utility says the blackouts will follow the published load shedding schedule and they've also published a notice stating that the national power grid was experiencing severe power constraints. So the question we're asking this morning is load shedding an effective way to deal with South Africa's power crisis? What do you think? All right, so we've got uh, Umasonwabe joining us this morning. Umasonwabe Fuma is our get up and go guest this morning. And we are talking about fitness. It is Fitness Tuesdays. Uh, Masonwabe, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, Kani, and a very good morning to your listeners. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Thank you for being uh, with us. Now we are celebrating young people during the month of uh, June and you're definitely one of those that we'd like to uh, shine the spotlight on uh, this morning. You are a former president of Enectus at University of Johannesburg. You're the co-founding chairperson of Mentorship Foundation Africa and the co-founding director of Surge Water. You're a speaker, entrepreneur, activist, etc., etc., etc. Before we get into all of that, let's start with your get up and Go routine. Uh, what is your daily fitness routine that gets you going every day? <laughs> um, so I mean, we all have our daily um, fitness routines, and for me, one of those um, it doesn't necessarily mean being a physical routine, but can also be a spiritual and a mental routine as well. Mm-hmm. So every morning as I wake up, I try by all means of a great um, sort of mind setting and being in a, in a form that says today I can be better than I was yesterday. Um, one of those routines looks into me reading my Bible each and every morning because mm-hmm. I understand that the Bible is my armor and shield. Um, getting just the word of God and getting that affirmation that I can't be great today, that I can't be better. So for me, I think that's one of my uh, morning routines. Mm, that's very powerful, you know, feeding the body and feeding the spirit and the mind. Now, tell us more about, you know, what it is, you know, th- that you do in your daily life. I mean, I've read out all the different titles that um, you hold. Tell us more about what Masonwa Befuma's day, you know, is really all about. Mm. Um, so, you know, Kanye, I've had the privilege of being led and I've had the honor of being mentored by those before me. Um, I draw great inspiration from leaders who led before me the likes of Theodore Machine, the likes of um, Hector Peterson who put his body on the line for a better education system in this country. I'm really inspired by them, but I think more importantly, I'm inspired by a dear friend of mine whom I've had the privilege and honor of meeting and mentoring over the years. Um, the friend of mine hails from a small town in the Eastern Cape called Queenstown. Mm-hmm. And whilst growing up, this friend of mine um, was faced by many like, was faced by many social ills that are facing many young people in small towns and townships of South Africa. Um, he was vulnerable and timid. Um, he, he he was exposed to many social ills while growing up. And this friend of mine um, had a small dividend structure, and in small towns such as Queenstown in the Eastern Cape that are sports orientated, he sadly couldn't express himself fully. Um, in his home, he, he was exposed to domestic violence where he seen his father lay his hand onto his mother, um, who then chased him out of the house on cold winter's nights and bubble on the and Janina, banana tea. 
at school, this friend of mine, the way he was meant to be educated, um, one of his one of his teachers never failed to tell him that he'll never amount to anything in life, because from time to time he'd fail to do his homework because of the situation at home. But I guess we we do tend to judge people based on our perceptions of them and not first understanding who they are and the, and why they do the things that they do. The friend of mine studied and completed his matric, and although he was faced by many challenges, he'd smile from time to time because he understood that no challenge is greater than the one above. Mm. He went on to do his first year of tertiary studies in 2012, reached out to all opportunities that are availed to him at varsity at the time, all in a quest of just wanting to become a better person and understanding that a degree alone is not enough. To date, this friend of mine has graduated twice in a space that saw him scientifically incapable and incompetent. Right. Um, he's successfully made the biggest inactive team in the world, having been part of a team that created and positively impacted more than 2,000 lives between 2012 and 2017. He's traveled to more than five international countries representing South Africa and largely Africa and the young people of this continent. He's shared stages with African heads of states such as former President Robert Mugabe. Um, he's shared stages with top business leaders in academia, I mean, an academic who are vice chancellors of this continent. The friend of mine is constantly infiltrating media spaces with his echoing and clerical voice, all in a quest of just wanting to inspire young people in his generation to be more. Um, in 2018, he was selected to be a part of the 2018 Young African Leaders Initiative. He is currently working for a multinational corporate company. And I'm proud today to say that that friend of mine that went through all those trials and tribulations in life, I'm proud today to say that that friend is me. Mm. I am that friend of mine, Sister Kanye. And I've seen people in life lose their identities and lose who they are because they haven't embraced their backgrounds. That's why I'm saying I know who and what I am in life and what I stand for because I've embraced my background and the trials and tribulations that come with my background. Very so, powerful, very, very, very powerful. And also just to come in there, I mean, you are a young person that has shared an incredible story of that friend of yours, which is you. And what I'd like to also get from you, Masonwambi, you've just um, also, you know, celebrated Youth Day along with uh, many young people and the country as a whole on June 16. What does Youth Day or Youth Month mean to you as a young person living in South Africa today? Um, I think one can only imagine the, the somber mood in the country right now for two years ago. As parents were looking for their children from pillar to post, the likes of Hector Peterson, um, young people who are closely fighting for the education that we have today. Um, for me, Youth Day is all about going after our dreams with all we've got. Um, having the discipline of going after the dreams, having the discipline of going past the trials and tribulations um, that we have in our daily lives as young people. Um, Youth Day for me means that having the ability to tap into untapped spaces because we need to understand that we have spaces in our society our voices are not heard. So for me, Youth Day is about having that that courage and that bravery um, to just enter those spaces and having your voice heard and just inspiring other guys. It's about having the ability and capability um, of of putting people in better positions so that they're able to empower themselves as well as those that are to follow. And when it comes to, you know, dealing with issues of leadership, what does leadership mean to you as a young person? <laughs> um, I, think, I think leadership is exactly what I've just been saying. Leadership is the ability of empowering people and advancing people 
and putting them in better positions. We've had the privilege and honor of being led by those before us who put us into the education system that we today have. Not the best, if I can say, but certainly not what we used to have. So leadership for me is about that. But more importantly, I think it's about looking in society and understanding where we are, looking at the problems, coming up with solutions to the, the problems that we have as a country. So for me, I think that's what leadership is all about. And coming back to, to, to what we're discussing today, I mean, it is our Fitness Tuesdays and we've brought you on here because over and above the incredible work that you do, I mean, you know, we've also just spoken about the importance of, you know, being healthy physically, spiritually and mentally as well. How important is fitness and wellness when it comes to starting your day on a good note? I mean, do, do, do you feel that it makes a difference in terms of activating your body, mind and spirit at the beginning of the day? It definitely does, Ms. Kanye. I mean, being, being fit spiritually, mentally, physically is the start of everything to your day. Um, it enables you to think better throughout the day. It enables you to focus. It enables you to do the work that you meant to do and yeah. to just be a better person. Mm. And when we are talking about motivating ourselves, we can motivate others. But when it comes to motivating ourselves, what motivates you as Masonwabe to do better? Um, I'm inspired and motivated by young people in many spectrums of this country. Young people who, against all odds, are fighting to be better people. Young people who, against all odds, are fighting to get um, a better economic status. Um, I'm inspired by my mom, whom has taught me everything. Um, I'm inspired by my mentors. I'm inspired by um, my, my siblings. I'm inspired by my friends. I'm inspired by just people who want to be better people, people who just want to occupy better spaces in society. Mm. Mm. And let's talk about the work that you do about with, um, you know, Mentorship Foundation Africa. You are the co-founding chairperson. Yes. Um, so Mentorship Foundation Africa is a non-profit organization um, that's aimed at rural and township youth development. So a great deal of our work is centered around bettering and empowering our communities through motivating young people of this country, through hosting intergenerational dialogues that are aimed at assisting the young people of this country, but also talking about issues that matter in our societies. Um, it's aimed at giving motivational talks through visiting schools and townships and rural areas, um, mentoring young people, because whilst growing up, we never had such people in our lives who, who would mentor us. Um, we never had such people who are positive, um, who are positive influences in our lives. So Mentorship Foundation Africa is really aimed at empowering the young people of this country through giving them skills, motivating them, and just wanting them to be better people. And when it comes to um, the work that you also do with uh, Surge Water, I mean, is that more of a philanthropy work? Tell us more about what you do there. So Surge Water is a company I co-founded with two of my business partners in 2017, July. And it's a company in the water mineral space. We're very enthusiastic about shared value. It's a shared value company. Um, so we sell mineral, I mean, we sell still water. Um, currently, we have more than distribution channels in the country, which I think we haven't done too bad for a, a startup that has been existing for just under a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we take certain percentages of some of our profits and we contribute them towards a non-profit organization called the Education Access Campaign, which is one of our stakeholders, which is based in the rural, in the rural Eastern Cape. Um, currently, through some of the profits that 
is being able to achieve and some of the work that he's been able to do, we're currently educating two students who are studying at the University of Forty in the Eastern Cape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and tell us more about you know why it was important for you to also you know deal with issues of water and I like the fact that you said it's a shared value company because you know for mm. people who are not uh, familiar with shared value shared value is a business I'm not sure if you were aware there was the shared value Africa shared value summit recently in it Johannesburg. Yes, mm. yes, at the mm. Maslow Hotel, uh, which actually I was involved in uh, in some capacity. And what is interesting for me is that shared value speaks to profit with purpose. You know, so in other words, it's businesses finding ways of meeting social needs whilst making mm. a positive uh, profit or a solid, you know, bottom line for their company, you know, but also then saying that when communities succeed, businesses succeed. Uh, do, you, mm. do, do you think that, you know, more businesses need to transform from the business strategy, you know, to start getting more into shared value? No, definitely I do think so. I, I think businesses need to understand that they cannot be sustainable if the societies that they operate in are not sustainable. For instance, the, the, there's been some work that I've been doing and research I've been doing in the Eastern Cape, um, particularly in Queenstown and the outskirts of Queenstown where I come from. And one of the things that I've noticed there is that we find that our elderly or Omar Kulubit or Dam Kulubit who are coming from the outskirts of, of Queenstown would go to Queenstown to the retailers and wholesalers mm-hmm. and they do their, their grocery shopping there each and every month. Mm. But what was interesting for me to find is that those businesses are not doing anything for those communities. Those businesses don't seem for me to understand that they're not businesses if they're not being supported by the people that they are supporting them. Mm-hmm. So some of the work that we are doing is to try and get those businesses to support um, those communities. For instance, if young people of those rural communities are saying they want to start a soccer team or they want to start a rugby team, mm-hmm. then those businesses have an obligation and a responsibility of assisting in terms of um, sponsorships, in terms of any form of assistance that they can give to those communities. Because it's about understanding that they won't be sustainable if the people who are supporting them day in and day out are not sustainable themselves. And that's why we are inspired by the the philosophy of shared value and surge. Now, I'd like to read a a tweet that has uh, come through for you from one of our listeners, Ubutlebetu, saying, Amen and amen. I agree with Masonwabe. The youth of 1976 dealt with their struggle at that time. We too need to stand for what faces us uh, today. So there you go. Young people really relating uh, to what it is that, you know, you you are talking about. And if you were to name maybe two or three of the main uh, struggles that young people are facing today that they need to face head on with as much passion and vigor as the youth of 1976 what would those be um i think the first one would be youth unemployment mm-hmm. um it's no secret that we're living in a country with more than 40 percent of unemployed people and i mean 40 percent would just be um the, the the people who have not been captured over the past year and if we were to include those, then we'd be sitting with a figure roughly between 50 and 55%. So for me, I think youth unemployment is one of the greatest challenges that we are faced with as a country. And I strongly believe that entrepreneurship is one of the, the remedies that can be used to aid um, youth unemployment. Hence some of the work that I've been doing, um, which is focused on entrepreneurship and focused on mentoring young people to just adopt a problem-solving mindset, which is an entrepreneurial mindset. So that would be the first challenge that I have. 
That's, I mean, th- that would be the first challenge that we have as young people. Mm-hmm. Um, the second challenge for me, I think, is around our education system. I think in this country we've incubated an education system that is giving us the, the theory and not necessarily the skills that are needed in industry. You find many young people today who are occupying spaces in corporate South Africa with qualifications, but they don't have the necessary skills that are needed in those spaces. Hence, for instance, if you go to, to home affairs, you find that the, the lady who's at reception, there's an elderly woman who's standing in a queue, mm. instead of allowing that woman to come to the front and serve her. So they would play the two cards instead of assisting elderly people. And I think for me, those are the kind of skills that this speaks to. So we've educated, I mean, we've incubated such an, an education system that's allowing our young people to enter such spaces with no skills but just the theory of things. So I think that would be the second um, challenge that we have. All right. Thank you so much for dealing, uh, for joining us this morning. Masonwabe, thank you for sharing your get up and go. It's been an absolute pleasure being in your company and all the best as you continue to make an impact in this beautiful country of ours. All the best to you. Enjoy the rest of your day. 10 minutes before 10, 5 o'clock. Stay with us right here on SAFM Sound Awake.